0: Good day, this is Hal Alpiar and Johnny Stites. We're here together on Business Works and we're talking with business and professional practice owners, operators and managers, perhaps you're a business uh, and healthcare student or teacher or an entrepreneur, if you have any interest in attracting and working closer with customers, clients, patients, whatever your market is about. We hope to help you do that, and to uh, be able to make your business work better. Uh, Johnny, we were talking last time about marketing, the marketing umbrella, and the different functions of marketing, and we've discussed a little bit about sales and advertising and public relations, um, image development, a little networking. We didn't really talk a whole lot about promotion or pricing and merchandising. Most people don't recognize that pricing is part of marketing, but it is, of course. And uh, we're going to save the next show to talk just about branding. But for today, maybe we could address a couple of these other subjects and what, what your experience has been, for example, in terms of pricing and why that is uh, uh, a key ingredient in, in marketing. So um, my pricing was driven by a
1: comment that my dad made to me early on in my career at our company. He said, son, if somebody comes to you and they're not going to take any more prices, you must give them a better price than somebody who just puts you on a bid list with a whole bunch of other people turning in pricing. Because if they're going to trust you to do that, then you cannot take advantage of that. Well, it's... That means the pricing has to be about more than just how much money you're going to charge people. It has to be a, in conjunction with, and concert with your core values of the company, your vision that we talked about on earlier uh, segment. If if it doesn't back that up and reinforce the vision, then you're going to ultimately hurt your company with
0: your pricing. Whether you're too low or too high, it doesn't matter. How, how does that relate to the terms that you offer? Is that, is that part of it also?
1: It, it, yes. Anything it, it related to the pricing that contributes to the core values of the company is a positive. So what we would do is we knew we did really good work for people. So we would give an, an extra year of warranty if the people who were doing business with just paid us according to the contract. I mean, they're supposed to do that anyway, right? So we had just said, if you're going to go out and do business with us, we'll give you an extra year of warranty at no additional cost just for paying according to the contract.
0: When you're figuring out the pricing, how how much, um, and I haven't done this in a while, but how much is it influenced by government regulations, by taxes, by all of those other things that are outside you're building outside your business. Well, true. That's just a cost like any
1: other cost. Concrete's a cost, sand's a cost, gravel's a cost, all those you figure in and you try to get accurately. Uh, your estimator's important, so you try to get accurate uh, estimates. Um, if you leave out some of those regulatory costs, you do it at your own risk because they are for sure cost. And I'm simply saying that the the part that's affected most by your vision is the margin of profit, because if you try to, if you find somebody that comes to you and says, "Hey, I want to trade with you. I love your all's uh, marketing. I love your values. I know you guys try to walk the walk, not just talk the talk." You, I would find myself busting it to try to make sure that I did more than was expected
0: and made those people feel, and know that I took care of them. Well, now, I've never had anything to do with the construction business, and you're the expert at that. So, uh, But I will tell you that I was told long ago and have lived by this and suggested it to many service businesses that to use the rule of thumb that is presumably used in construction for the fees that you charge and how you charge them, what the terms are. To charge one-third up front, one-third halfway through the project, and one-third at the end with satisfaction. What that does is it guarantees that you are covering your own salary and you are covering the materials cost. So that in the end, you can never lose what what you end up is if somebody doesn't like the work and you can't make up for it. Uh, all that you've ended up losing is the profit part, but you still have covered all your expenses and and your salary. Um, and and I think that this, if that that rule of thumb seems to work, uh, pretty well with a lot of service businesses in consulting, for example, in um, in writing, in an advertising business, on and uh, technical online stuff. This is how LPR talking. I'm here with Johnny Stites. Uh, on business works, Johnny. So, is that rule of thumb a good one? Does it does it make sense in terms of construction? From that's what I've always
1: heard. Well, we didn't use that in construction, and the reason was, if somebody came to you at your house or your business and said, "I want a third up front," you should run screaming out into the night because they were getting ready to absolutely take advantage of you. What we did is, we billed each month for the work that we had done in that month. Right. Less, sometimes less 10%, which was called retainage. And we used that uh, method all the way through the project because some of our projects would last a year. So each month we'd bill for what we'd done. At the end of the month, at the end of this project, we would uh, ask the owner to walk through the project with us, and make sure everything was done according to the project. Hopefully, we had exceeded their expectations in some area and they they would be aware of that. And if we did, then we thought we had to accomplish at least one of the main goals of our job, and that was to delight the client. So more than satisfaction. Yeah, that that was certainly the case with us. Now, we didn't do that early in my career because I didn't know. And I don't know why I didn't, because I was taught every Sunday, do unto others, go the second mile, <laughs> give a man your shirt if he asks for your coat, give uh-huh. him your shirt also. So many uh, lessons that were really valuable in business, and it just took me longer to figure it out than than most people.
0: Well, I think a lot of these things have to come by experience. It, it's easy to hear what people say, but uh, when you're out there and you're kind of in the middle of it all, it makes a little difference. So well, it is. A, uh, people see what
1: you do far more
0: than they hear what you say. Yes. We're, we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, this is Hal Alpeyar talking with Johnny Stites about pricing and uh, part of marketing. And we're going to be back to some of the other functions here in a minute. Welcome back to BusinessWorks. This is Hal l p r with Johnny Stites. We'll remind you that if you have questions or comments, feel free to email us at hal at businessworks.us. And uh, both of us will see that and we will be able to respond to you on the air if you prefer or keep it private if you prefer but uh we're certainly welcome to submit thoughts to us about the show and the topics. Um we were talking about pricing we we're going to uh, also cover the subject of promotion I think a little bit and that ties in with merchandising and um promotion <clears throat> excuse me has a number of avenues attached to it that relate to public relations, for example, and to sales. Um, merchandising seems to me to be um, th- things: merchandise, pens, and uh, um, cornhole uh, bean bags, and uh, um, things like that. Uh, that there are all kinds of objects that people purchase with their logo on them, with their message on them, and hand out, and um, that can get very expensive. And I've actually run into a doctor who had a a giant shopping bag filled with, must have been a thousand different little things that he used to give out to patients, um, and um, they, they didn't quite make a lot of sense, but I guess he liked gimmicks and thought that that was... Uh, um, an interesting way to market as practice i am not sure it was very successful and and uh, i think a lot of us get kind of sucked into that thinking that we need to have things to give away um, to people and some cases that is true and some cases it has a real value but I think in most times it's best to kind of look beyond that point and focus on the customers and and uh, customer relations you know I have I'm, experience with that Sure.
1: Where, where I used that the, for the most effectiveness was in my, to my own employees. If I could uh, get my own point. employees wearing jackets with our co- com- right. company logo on it, or if I got them a tools bag with the company logo on it, they love that stuff. And, and I felt like that was important because they were our messengers out there.
0: Um, so we've talked about pricing a little bit and merchandising, um, promotion. I think promotion is more of an attitude um, than, a, than a thing, and um, it, it relates back to what we talked about as an elevator speech and mm-hmm. to sales approaches and networking, that all of these are ways of promoting your business. What you want to do is look at what's free and what is minimal expense to be able to do that. What's free? We talked about public relations. Well, you know, everybody says, well, public PR is free. Well, it is, but it's not because it takes a lot of time. Even if you go hire a wordsmith to do it, you're still going to end up spending hours with that person. It has to be worth it. And then you never know if it's ever going to get any attention anyway.
1: One point Even- I might make here, Hal, is that uh, promotion sometimes works against you. Uh, when you're trying to hire people, if you promote your company beyond that, which is uh, which you're able to, um, I suppose, sustain, I think what happens is uh, people come with uh, starry eyes and then they either don't stay very long or they start trying to change your culture. So what I started doing is when I was advertising for to, for people to come and trying to promote them joining our company... I would say things like, we're looking for somebody who wants to live in a small town, work for a smaller company that is interested in family values. And I put all these things out there by the very fact that I did, I ran off a bunch of people who didn't want to live in a small town, didn't want to live and work for a small company. They want to be a giant or they didn't want to be a part of of what we were trying to do in cookville
0: so you, you shaped the parameters really of what what would yeah. be
1: involved I, sh- I shaped a promotion if you will right That were we are talking about right and i think that's important because then those people came fit right into our culture they were happy in cookville they were happy and every time somebody said well i'm going to move and try it for a while and my wife may move i that was just a red flag to me i just never did try to hire those kind of people because I knew that I was splitting their family up, and I didn't want to be responsible for that. So that's just one example where promotion can go against you if you're not careful. Right.
0: Well, I think, you know, it's it's true also of some of these other functions, and we, we'd already talked a little bit about um, advertising and online things and emails. Um, I, I wanted to just mention this um, because somebody had asked me about this the other day. How do you optimize marketing emails. What what are the things that you really need to do? If you're gonna be sending out emails about something, is is it easy or not easy? Well, you decide for yourself, but but the bottom line is that the ingredients are that, that you really need a highly compelling, what we call a value-driven offer. Uh, if it isn't highly compelling and it doesn't give good value to the person, it's not worth sending. You you need a clear path for the recipient to take the next step. You got to be able to show clearly what it is that you are looking for that person to do. Um, It has to be personalized, of course, um, because if it isn't, why why are they going to open it in the first place? Um, And you see so many of these things every day with different subject matter that is just not relevant or personalized. If you have text in there, it needs to be bulleted text and highlighting and show benefits. You can't just rattle on and on and have pages of text. It, it, it's got to be bullet point, punchy, right to the point, uh, not, not waste any words. It should be visually compelling uh, as an image built into it or the way that it's aligned and consistent with your brand – and we're going to talk more about that in an upcoming show. We insist him by saying it seven times. Yes, <laughs> we said that many times. Yes, it needs to be tailored, targeted, uh, and um, and and not and compliant, so that it's not a spam uh, issue. We're going to take a break here, and we'll be back in a moment. Hi, this is Hal Alpr and Johnny Stites. We're back, and we were talking about marketing and uh, pricing, promotion, merchandising. We wanted to, Johnny. You were just finishing up with something about the. No, you love this number seven. I know we can talk <laughs> about that. Uh, well, I, I heard years ago that Coca Cola tried to uh, make an imprint
1: on people's subconscious or consciousness seven times a day. And I thought about that, and I thought, holy mackerel, they are doing so much imaging across our country. And I started counting the number of times that I did see that sign or hear an ad or have an impression made on me. And sometimes it was more than seven, just depend on what I was doing that day. But their, their messaging was right on target. And they did such a good job that many people, when they go up for a soft drink, will say, "I want a Coke. What kind of Coke do you want?" And then they'll call off some other brand. And I think that's uh, similar to what Kleenex did. They they branded themselves so well that anybody who wants a tissue asks, "Do you have a Kleenex?" It's Scotch
0: tape. Yeah, Scotch tape. <laughs> that's right. That's
1: right. So these are excellent examples of where people did a wonderful job with their image and their branding for the future. And so that seven points is not, I didn't get that in the beginning of advertising. I might run an ad for a couple of weeks and then not run it for three or four months. And it's when I got on the radio every day as an adjunct to uh, the weather or as a one minute commercial, it's when people started remembering the company name as they were thinking about construction
0: efforts. Right. So the, the the whole branding thing, we're going to talk about the next show is going to be all about branding and um, what the rules of thumb are, how to do it, how to know whether what you've got really is as good as it could be uh, and all of that sort of thing. But, but it relates to that. Um, and other things that tie in with this are keeping current with everything that you do in terms of marketing. Because if your website um, or your blog posts or your social media profiles are not current and you're not keeping them fresh, uh, it says that you and your business are stale. You know, and that's what it says to others. And you think about it yourself if you look at somebody, uh, look at a profile on LinkedIn and and they've got things down there about when they were in high school and college and you look at the picture and they're 60 years old it makes you wonder if that's you know and there's nothing else there it's a little peculiar why where have they been since high school and college you know how how come there's this is a big blank space there um how come they don't have a picture on there sometimes <laughs> that kind of strange too i mean that's all part of it so it there are different ingredients set up for each of these things, and we need to apply what we uh, are all about in a consistent manner. Um, I don't know about seven times, but uh, Johnny likes that. So Well, there's two other areas
1: I think that we haven't talked about that might be helpful in the marketing strategy. One of them is to market your proven process. Now, in construction, we had... Uh, a specific proven process that was different from other people. We did both design and construct, which was a hard thing. That meant we had to have architects. We had to manage those architects. Uh, Some were in-house, some were not in-house. And it was important that we do a good job in both of those areas because we were ultimately held responsible for both design and construction. Building something somebody else designed is much, much easier than building something that you design because right. then you can see how owners would hold you accountable in both areas. So having that proven process that you could go to people and say, here is why you should trade with us. Our, pr- our process is proven. It will deliver results for you each and every time. It's not luck
0: that you had a good job. Right. Well, and, and how how do all of these things, I was thinking about how they all relate to running a professional practice. If you are a doctor or office manager or a lawyer, uh, office manager, you, you are n- – let me ask you a couple of questions. What does your reception area look like? Uh, do you have a television set set on one channel full of static and news reports? Or I went to one place with loud rock music playing that I really wasn't interested in and it was getting in the way of my thinking. Um, is it clean? Do you have a fish tank? I hope the fish are all alive. You know, it's how a terrible image.
1: Have, how long do you have to sit there in your waiting room? How long do you
0: have to sit there in the waiting room? Is my
1: uh, time not as valuable as your time?
0: Yeah. Are your plants dead or alive? You, you know, I'm, if I'm sitting there with a dead uh Plant next to me, and a couple of fish floating on top of the fish tank. And I look up, and the ceiling lights have dead bugs in them. You know, I'm not very inspired.
1: (laughs) I think. Does that that, mean my doctor does not have attention to detail?
0: Yes, or someone on the staff doesn't. And in either case, the doctor's held reliable. Yeah, that's not responsible, though. Um, Now, the same is true with a lawyer. I mean, we're going to professional practices. It's because you trust somebody there, you have to build trust. And 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 in the case of being one of those, uh, a practitioner of some sort there in a, in a professional light, your job is to build trust, to build a trust relationship. Um, that's really what it's about, besides obviously helping somebody's situation. Because if you can help the situation, but you're not presenting yourself as trustworthy – you're not going to have a lot of cooperation, and and you may end up with somebody who decides to go somewhere else. So the little things count a lot; they count a great deal. Whether the reception area is clean, whether it's up to date, whether uh, you're not beating me up with uh, loud uh, staticky TV or uh, radio or something. I mean, soft music's very nice; it's relaxing. Doesn't take a lot to Let offer that. Let me give that. you an
1: example. My dentist, when I went to my dentist's office, he found out that I look at Fox News a lot. So when I go in and sit down in the dentist chair, they tune it to Fox News. That's a touch. <laughs> that <laughs> tells are. me that they're interested in me as a person, right? Not just one of the fish in the tank. That's
0: really interesting. yes. and
1: and I feel good about that. And it's important that the uh, people who are in professional services treat their clients. Like they're special.
0: There's a there's a famous old uh, advertiser. He's so famous I can't remember his name off the top of my head. He said that uh, the the message is the medium.
1: The By message itself. is more
0: than words too, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is a lot more than words. It's how it's delivered, and so how it's delivered becomes uh, kind of a common thought to keep in mind for all marketing functions. Yes, because you can have the greatest. Add the greatest branding line, the greatest salesman, the greatest everything going for you. But if they're not being delivered in the right way and making the right impressions on people, you're working against yourself. And and that's not ever going to come back in a positive way for you. So we're um, – I think you're out of time, Hal. I'm out of time. <laughs> if you want to talk to us, go right. to
1: businessworks.us and send go. us some information. Yes, this is Johnny Stites and right. Hal Alpiar.
0: Well, thank you, Johnny. Bail me out there. I appreciate it. Uh, okay, all. You have a great day, and um, we'll look forward to seeing you next week.